Happy Tuesday! My name is Nick. My name is Alan. And welcome into, into the dungeon. find ourselves this week back at the Circle of Thunder, where we left our heroes through shrubberies following an epic battle against the Anchorites, the Ankegs, and of course, Gothak, the Thunderbore. True? True? Yes, yes, I'm, I'm okay. I'm just dusting myself off a bit here. Where have you been? Where have I been? Where, where do you think I've been? Fighting the Thunderbore, where have you been? Well, did you not see me see it off? Yes, yes. Well done, well done. Unfortunately, one of those standing stones fell on me at the worst possible moment. It was my time to shine. It was my time to kill this thunderbore. And there I was, under a stone, useless. But I'm glad, I'm glad it's over and that you are all doing okay. Well, some of our allies look a little worse for wear. Yes, yes, let's attend to the wounds as, as fast as we can. So I run up to one of the centaurs that are not doing very well on the floor and I want to cast Cure Wounds on it. As you approach the centaurs you notice that one is looking significantly worse than the other. There's barely a breath coming out. Okay, I want to Cure Wounds on that one as quick as I can. Alright, roll for it. Starting strong. That's right, an 8 plus 3, 11. You see the centaur open her eyes, gasping for air. <sighs> Thank you. You're, you're welcome, you're welcome. It's, it's the least I could do after you've come all this way to, to aid us. She sort of sits up, catching her breath, looking around at the destruction around her. You see her face is quite solemn, quite sad. What's the matter? Our circle, it's destroyed. <sighs> I almost died. You're, you're fine now. I'm, the circle, well, it, it was just a pile of stones. I'm sure we can perhaps... A pile of stones? <laughs> It was a sacred circle. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I, it wasn't my intention to offend. All I'm saying is that perhaps we can prop them up again. It should be fine. Don't worry. What's most important is that we are all alive, all doing well, and we have defeated these wretched orcs and the Thunderbore himself. You have your home again. Just needs a bit of fixing up, that's all. Oh, hey. little more than fixing up. Complete rebuild. Yes, maybe, but you have time now. Uh, sure, I'm, I'll heal the other centaur. Yes, yes. General roll for cure wounds on Fanner. Not so good. A two plus three, that's five. Healing for that centaur. The centaur opens his eyes and gets up rather groggily. Thank you. <clears throat> my, my, Shrew. You look rather different today. Rather different than the last time we met. I turn around. I see... And you see Falcon. Oh, yeah. Falcon, you haven't changed one bit yourself. I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you came back. How are you doing? And I walk over to him and hug him. I'm rather well. Now, relieved to see these filthy orcs out of my woods. I saw a fire come from your direction, from your nest. Yes, my hunting lodge is no more. Did everyone manage to get out alive? What exactly happened there? Barely. We were attacked by the half-orcs. They burned the whole place down. We were tracking through the woods, trying to make our way to Neverwinter. And then we stumbled across Xanfir, and I couldn't resist, uh, you know, the opportunity to get some revenge. Yes, of course. I didn't know I would find you here. I thought you had long gone back to Phandalin. Well, we had gone back to Phandalin, but unfortunately, we had to divert. Which, there is something of pressing concern that we need to, to attend to. Which reminds me, I better cut the, the chatter short until a bit later. If you excuse me, I need to take care of something. I imagine it's something to do with that tail and those ears. Hmm, yes. Your eyes look a little, and it gets closer, a little red. We were bitten by were-rats. Oh, that's not good. No, Fena and I were bit, and are slowly turning. How long have you got left? One day, 
a whisker away. You see him sort of chuckle hard at mm-hmm. his own joke. It'd be funny in other circumstances, Falcon. Not, not quite now. We hope that the priestess over there, and I kind of indicate towards her, that she may have a cure for us, a way to aid us, to rid us of this curse. So for now, if you will excuse me, I, I need to attend to this. But don't go. We need to throw a party. There is cause for much celebration. Aye, that there is. That there is. We'll catch up now. Let me tend to my wounds. Yes, yes. So I turn round, kind of nod towards Falcon and the Centaurs, and make my way to Sister Gorel. As I go there, I shout out to Fena. Fena, Fabian, come with me. Where are we going? We need to get rid of our curses. We need to talk to Sister Gorel. Are we sure it's her? I'm hopeful. I mean, we knew she had been taken by the Orcs. Who is it going to be? I don't know, but anyway, he starts waving at Sister Gorel. As you guys approach. Are you... Okay, madam? Yes, I am. Very well. Thank you for your kind assistance. Oh, you're, you're very welcome. We were hoping that perhaps... It's a bit rude, but perhaps you could return the favor. What is you ask of me? Are you by any chance Sister Garel? Yes, mm. th- that is me. Good, good, good. Did Harbin send you? No. We were informed... About a shipwreck, your shipwreck, by Halia, from Fandling. The damn Hathok. Mm, Moesco, yes, we took care of him. Good, I see you are accompanied by an orc. Yes, yes, this here is Murakob. He's a friend of ours, very reliable. Oh, oh, before I forget, I found this back in Moesco's place, and I kind of have the shield on my back, hanging off my back. The one that belonged, I believe, to Sister Garel. Yeah, that's correct. And I hand it over to her. Oh, I thought this had been lost to the depths. Uh, thank you. Uh, what is your name? My name is... It's true. This here is Fena. Fena? Strange name for, for a man? <laughs> oh, yeah. It's true. Fena, you can drop the costume now. You, you're fine. I was starting to... rather like this. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can stay like that. It's up to you. This here is Fena, and... Over there... The grumpy-looking one, that's Fabian. Hello, Fabian. Hello, Fenna. I see a dark evil inside you. Hmm, yes. And that's what we needed to talk to you about. We have been cursed by a were-rat. We were bitten, you see. We've come all this way here, trying to find you and save you, so that you in turn can save us. We have but a day. Uh, yes, it'll take just a moment. Come close. Oh, good, good. Here, here. And I walk up to her. You see her close her eyes. She places her hand. Hold on. Do Fena first. Are you sure? Yes, I don't want to take any chances. I have enough magic within me for you both. Do her first, if you don't mind, Fena. As she walks up to Fena, places her hand gently on her forehead, and Fena feels this surge of warm magical energy flowing through her body. As you're looking on, you're seeing the ears that had sprouted on the side of her head start to go away. The tails start to recede. The whiskers fade. And there she is. Good old Fenna. Right. Okay, okay, I'm ready. I'm ready now. Do me. She places a hand on your forehead. And just like Fenna, you feel this warm surge of energy starting at the top of your head and radiating its way through your body. As your rat ears disappear, the color of your eyes turns from red back to green. Your tail disappears as well. And you feel a renewed sense of peace coursing through your veins. <sighs> you, you've taken quite a load off our shoulders, Sister Gorel. We thank you. Fena. I, I rush up to Fena and hug her and lift her up. Oh, sure. We made it. We made it just in time. Everything's okay now. Oh, what a relief. Yes. I didn't, I didn't want to be a rat. Oh, if those nightmares were anything to go by. It was a fate worse than death. I'm so happy for us. We are one step closer to achieving our goals. I feel we can, we can do anything. Nothing will get in our way. Truth's rubberies. We'll... We'll earn a place in history. Of that I'm sure. But I feel we... Perhaps need to plan a little better. I mean, if that... Thunderboard had been here with those... Three anchorites. Those insectoids. I feel we just walked into... I don't want to say a trap, but... Straight into the, the fire. A dragon. Something tells me that's not going to be a walk in the park. Well... Each battle is different, no doubt. 
Yes, we can try and plan better, but ultimately we're gonna have to fight it. I don't think we're going to be able to convince a dragon of leaving. <laughs> I doubt it. We need to figure out a way to keep it on the ground, though. I don't know much about dragons, but we haven't really fought anything that flies. Yes, we did. Apart from those damn Didn't go that bad. <laughs> well, I seem to remember both you and Fen are falling off the cliff. Hmm. Yes. And uh, now that your curse is gone, something tells me things won't play off the same way you fall down from a great height again. Hmm. That's true, but what a way to kill the mood, Fabian. It's time for celebration right now. We need to enjoy the moments we have like these. We've been cured, Fabian. Cured? We won't turn into were-rats. We've been saved. And all you can think about is the dragon right now. Let us let us have this little victory. It's important what you're saying, don't get me wrong, but perhaps now is not the time. Let's enjoy it. Let's savor this victory for a little longer. Well, I hope these orcs had some sort of ale. We could sure do with one now. That's a fine idea. Let's search the barrows underneath this hill and see if they're holy enough, if they're holding anything. Meats, sausages, ales. You're getting my hopes up. Let's see. I want to go back to Falcon and the Centaurs. Okay, they're, they're all within you know, 20, 30 feet of you. You're all in close proximity. Falcon, we have been cured. Everything's fine. I see that the cure didn't bring back your hair. <laughs> that is my choice. I... I decided to shave off my hair. What a shame, those gorgeous red locks. Yes, I'll grow back, don't worry, but I think it gives me a bit of an edge. It looks scarier this way. <laughs> that you do, my friend. Then mission accomplished. Listen, we are going to look for some supplies down here. See if we can start off a little celebratory party of sorts. Are you up for it? <laughs> I could sure do with an ale. What about you guys? As Although I, I imagine those hawks probably have nothing better than piss. Hmm. Do you have anything better yourself? Alas, no, my friend. Well, piss will have to do for now. I look at the centers. Are you guys up for it? I understand that you're a bit low, but you've lost your home and it's all destroyed. But look at the bright side. We're all alive. The menace is gone. Cause for celebration, no doubt. Yes, uh, we'll, we'll rest with you. And hopefully have something to eat. Yes, yes, I'm sure we'll find something. Although you... What do you eat? Do you graze off the grass? I think we've been through this already, haven't we? I forget. I forget. Our food is not much different to yours. Perhaps a little more natural than the processed foods of the civilized world. But a tasty sausage, I heard you say. Yes, let's see if we're lucky and find one. We'll be back. We're, we're going to scour the area. And you, you move on to, to scour the area, as you say. You notice that the rain has subsided, and the storm clouds that were above have started to fade away. Mm, the gods smile upon us. It's a nice day after all. What time more or less is it? At your best guess, it's somewhere around nine o'clock in the evening. Great. Best time for a, a barbecue party thingy. So I want to go down and look for anything I can find, any supplies, get this party going. Are you heading back to that tunnel that you had initially moved into? Well, I want to search. I already searched that tunnel itself. I believe. You searched what looked like a sleeping chamber that you had found the chest, but there was a storeroom in there. Yeah, then I want to go to that storeroom first and see if there's anything there, any supplies, drinks, food, perhaps wood to build a fire. Well, you are in a forest. Yeah, but it's oh. a sacred area. Yeah. Oh, for the centers, <laughs> I don't want to really be chopping down anything. And everything's wet. True. You make your way back to that tunnel that you had found and back to that storage room. You find a few barrels that seem to have liquid in them and some dried meats that have been curing. Well, well, look what I found. We've just hit the jackpot here. And Fabian, start lugging them up if you don't mind. I'm going to carry on searching. Let's see what I find elsewhere. Burkob, come give me a hand. I want to leave back up the ladder and see if I find any other holes around the mound or entrances that leads to more chambers. All right, roll an investigation with advantage. You know what you're looking for. Total of 18. You're rolling pretty high today. Yeah, let's keep it good. As you're searching around the fallen stones, sure enough, you find two similar coverings leading down to tunnels below. All right, I open one of them. Just like the other, you see that there's a ladder leading down. Which I descend. This tunnel leads a little way, not more than 20 or 30 feet. It opens up into what looks like a sleeping quarter with a couple of beds. You can see that above the sleeping area, there's a pictograph drawn on the wall. 
depicting three stick figure humanoids being struck by lightning. There doesn't seem to be anything of nose in this room. No chests, nothing that jumps out at you. That's good. <laughs> Don't want anything jumping out at me right now. Is there a door leading elsewhere? You see another opening. As you follow it, you see that it leads to an opening in the hillside, much like the one you had initially gone through, where you had found yourself in the first tunnel. So it leads to the exit, yeah? Yeah. Okay, so I exit and I go up the mound again, and I want to check the other trap too. All right, so you make your way back up to the top of the hill, open the other covering. You're descending this one as well? Yeah. Much like the second one, you find yourself in a short tunnel, which opens up to a sleeping quarter. Except this one has just one bed. Also has a desk and a shelf above it. A couple of glass bottles adorning it. There's no food here either. Hmm, damn it, no more food. I wonder what these are, and I want to inspect the bottles. Two of them you recognize instantly. These are the good old potions of healing. The third bottle contains what looks to you like a syrupy liquid. Chorms looks like liquefied iron. Could I take a moment to try and identify it, or would that take... Yeah, give me an account check. Total of ten. Do you inspect the bottle? You open it up, give it a whiff, dip your pinky in, a little taste. Just enough to get a sense of this liquid that's inside. You identify this as a potion of invulnerability. Mm. For one minute after you drink this potion, you have resistance to all damage. Ooh, nice. Nice indeed. I want to search the desk a bit more. See if there's anything I find there, any papers, any writings. Alright, give me an investigation check. We'll say this for the room in general. You had to go and jinx it. Two plus zero, two. You do find some papers on the desk. You see what appears to be the startings of a letter written in Orkish. Doesn't seem to have been completed though. Okay. I stuffed the paper in my pocket just in case we needed to light a fire. And that's all you find in this room. Okay, is there a door leading out of it? Yes, much like the last tunnel you're in, there's an opening that leads out onto the hillside. I forget that opening and just climb up the stairs again. So without any issues, you find yourself back atop the the hill, the Circle of Thunder. A shoe? Yes, yes. Uh, I have something for you. Hmm, what? Here it was uh, hidden inside a secret compartment of my shield. Hmm. I already thought that uh, it had been gone, so I think it will do you well. Keep you safe on your travels. What is it? I'm intrigued. She presents you with a scroll of Revivify. What? <laughs> I've been carrying this all this time. Well, I, I'm glad we didn't really need it. But if you ever should, now you have one. Hmm, thank you, thank you very much. Very, very generous of you. And very generous of Neil. Thank you very much for donating this item to us in our Buy Me A Coffee shop. Could become invaluable. For sure. <laughs> it will. Yeah. If we die, we're going to need it. Right. You Thank need, you very much. You need somebody to stay alive to, yeah, to Fenner, cross it. Hopefully Fenner stays alive. Are you Are you staying then? What are your plans? Are you heading back with us to Thunderling or...? If you're going to Fendelin, then... Yes, after yes. this party. Will you partake in merriment? Ah, yes. I hope there's some something stronger than water in those barrels. Well, you're a, you're a priestess. Can't you do some magic? Then turn, you know, water into wine or something like that? You know, or prepare some fancy food? I'm no chef. No, using magic. I know you're not a chef. No, I can bless the food. Not much more than that. Yeah, it might need some blessing. I doubt it's very tasty. We'll see. And I imagine I see Fabian bringing stuff up with Morkub. Yeah, you do. Why don't you make yourself comfortable there in the center, sister? What's your first name, if you don't mind me asking? Garel. Garel. Oh, I thought that was your surname. (laughs) What is a surname? A surname? Well, actually, I don't have one myself. Um... It's like the name that goes after your first name. I am just Sister Rar. Sister Rar? Karel. Karel, okay. Can I call you Gary? I'd prefer it not. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. Uh, we, we, yes, we, we are not that acquainted yet. I, I understand. No worries. Mm, okay, Garel. So, make yourself comfortable. I'll start a fire if, if, if you want. And well, I'll start one to... To cook up the meat. Anyway, just sit down. I'm, I'm getting I'm getting excited. It's been a long time since I haven't had a banquet. Sure, boy. Yes. I've seen those barrels. Falcon, we found something. Something good, I hope. Mm, I don't know. I haven't tasted it myself, but I'm sure it'll be fine. 
Let me see. He walks up to one of the barrels, pops open the cork. <laughs> well, I think I've had worse at certain taverns at closing time. Hmm. Not much better than swill, but it'll do for tonight. Of course it will. We'll take anything we can. And if we get too hungry, maybe we can cook one of those horses. I hope you're not talking about my I'm, friends I'm over joking, there. I'm joking. Of course I'm joking. I forgot how brazen you are, Shrew. No, no, it was between me and you. They didn't hear. Perhaps we should clear the the dead orcs. The bit of a mood kill. <laughs> I would say. Fabian, are you done with the boxes? Just a couple more. Okay, once you're done, if you don't mind, you and Murkup can clear the orcs. I'm going to start a fire here. To burn them? No, no, for the barbecue. Just take the orcs somewhere that don't disturb us. <laughs> you sort of see him huff and roll his eyes a bit. So I'm going to try and start a fire on the top of the mound in the middle. Well, actually, where the altar is, I'm just going to do the fire on top of the altar. Get some kindling, you know, try to get one going. Give me a survival check. 20. A little bit of work. You managed to get a good-sized fire going. Managed to get some dried wood in the crates and boxes that have been brought up, which were dry compared to the trees outside. And after a little work, it's going good. Hmm. The warmth feels good. Welcome, Fabian. Spend some time dumping the bodies. Come back to the top of the hill to join you. Whilst I've been doing that, I've kind of sorted things out and gone through the dried meats, separated them all. I placed them in a way that, you know, it's a bit more fancy. Probably spread out over the floor, to be honest, because <laughs> oh, on top of the boxes or whatever I find, maybe on top of those fallen standing stones. I got the fire going. I've opened a few barrels so that people can use their cups if they have, I imagine. Yeah, you would have found some cups. They'll use their cups, maybe started pouring some, handing some out to, to the people. And as Fabian and Murkub come up, I hand one to Fabian and I hand another to Murkub. But I tell him, do you mind if we have a word, Murkub? Of course, sure. I step to one side. As you step aside, you hear Fabian walking up towards the center. You just catch him saying <laughs> now we're talking he starts gulping down the cup that you've given him are you doing okay Murkub? i know these were your friends at one point your kin maybe even your family oh well, my family but yeah i'm i'm all right not sure what to do from here though well you're coming with us back to fandling i've told you <laughs> to fandling yes an orc well i do not think i'll be welcome there you'll be welcome or they'll have to deal with me you stick with me, Murkub. You'll be the founder of this new alliance. So you are made to walk back into Fandalin. Days after a raid that's killed who knows how many people. It'll be your head next to mine on a stake. We'll take our chances. They owe me. They owe me a lot. Especially that Harbing. I've been running around like a headless chicken for him for the past few weeks. They've placed their trust in me. I doubt they'll turn their backs on me. Now, we saved them dealt with a problem. We've dealt with a pig god, and they have to know that you are instrumental, that you stuck through thick and thin, and you've helped us deal with this. If it weren't for you, we wouldn't have been able to do this, Murgo. You are our eyes. You betrayed your own kin to help us and all of Fandling, and they have to respect that, and they have to acknowledge that. They'll probably be thinking, how long before I betray them? Ah, your friend had a rather curious hat. Perhaps that would help. Help me blend in. Hmm. If you want that, if you're more comfortable, I, uh, I... It'd mean I wouldn't have to keep an eye over my back, over my shoulder, if you know what I mean. But it would do no good to help mend relations between us and the orcs. Well, perhaps once that dragon's gone, you're going to go back speaking about this spirit boar. They're not going to know any threat of that. Or of the anchorites. The dragon, perhaps. Once he's gone, that can play a role there. Well, I, I warned them about the impending doom of a thunderous boar. And as I say, they trust me. At least I think they do. Well, anyway, we have time to think about it on the way back. We could also do with Falcon's word. If Falcon comes with us, you could also perhaps speak of your bravery and of your assistance to us. Anyway, as I say, now is time for merriment. We can talk about this on the way back, but I'm glad you're doing well, and thank you very much. I thought I'd let you know that I am truly grateful of all the service you have provided us. We couldn't have done this without you. I've seen you in battle. I'm sure you guys would have done pretty well. 
But thank you for your assistance. Mm. For your friendship, I dare say. Mm, friendship indeed. And after tonight, it'll be even greater. Come on. And I put my hand around his shoulder, but I, I don't think I quite reach around his shoulder. You can reach around his waist. Put my hand around his waist and I lead him to the fire. So you reach the fire, where your companions are now sat around, drinking the ale, with a sense of relief and peace spreading across the camp. So we're probably a few drinks in already, yeah? Yeah, I'd say so. Faven's probably like on his third or fourth already. <laughs> He's been downing a few, right? Yeah, the first one you gave him. Straight down. But Favian, maybe slow down. Remember, we, we, we still have to make our way all the way back to Fundling. Now who's being a killjoy? Oh yeah, you're right, you're right. Finish your drink. <laughs> yeah, fill it up. I, I extend my hand. On the count of three, whoever downs it last loses an item of clothing. You're on, little one. Okay. One... Two, three. You guys start chugging. I'm going to ask you to give me a constitution saving throw. Fabian will do one too. Total of four. <laughs> I, I was going to check the constitution modifier for Fabian, but I don't need to. Fabian rolled a natural 15. Damn. So yeah, Fabian finishes downing his pint, lets out an almighty burp, and looks down at you laughing as you've got this ale sort of spilling all over your your chin and dribbling down on your shirt. He's sort of trying to gulp it much quicker than your little mouth would allow you to. <laughs> Do I get to say which item of clothing you lose? No, no, that wasn't part of the deal. I'll take this cloak off. It's too hot anyway. I remove the cloak, the fancy cloak. Stuff it in my bag, I don't want to lose it. As you're doing that, you're hearing sounds of merriment and cheers from the rest of your companions. Seem to be more relaxed now. Good, good. We, we hadn't had a, a moment like this for a while. I feel so so joyous. I, as I said before, a great burden has has been lifted off my shoulders. The thunderbore, the orcs, our curse. It feels good. I'm going to drink to that myself. <laughs> Let's drink again. I clash mugs with Faven and try and down that one as well. I want to say a few words, friends. Try not to get emotional, but in the... These past weeks, I've met a lot of good friends. I'm hoping that... You want to say something, Fabian? I was just going to say, let's listen to the Kiyomas, brother. Yes, yes, yes. As I hear those words, I kind of relax even more and kind of unbutton an extra button off my shirt. <laughs> if Dazzlin and Norbus could see you now, they're going to be pissed, you know, <laughs> when they find out they've missed this. Dazzling and Norbus, yes, I hope they're doing well. Big Al, how could we forget Big Al? Falcon that we have here, the great Falcon. Aye. I remember Falcon cowering like a pigeon. Oh, like my a friend. pigeon, I say, and that's why I, 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 I named him the pigeon. I seem to recall it being rather different. Well, you well. were hidden behind me. Well, well. <laughs> Just like you were hiding behind that stone. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's unfortunate the stone fell on me this time, and it wasn't quite hiding. Falcon has been of great assistance. We wouldn't be here without him. I, myself, probably would have been abandoned on the side of the road without him. Santh, the great Santh. Yes. You kept your word, you came in our aid. Well, I, to be honest... No, no, I don't, didn't know be, you were don't, here. Don't, 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 don't be modest, don't be modest. I know it was tough for you to come, you, you were getting back to your lands, but you came These are my lands. in the moment of most n need for shoes, shrubberies. The Alliance... Of shrew shrubberies and the centers has today been cemented into history. There's <laughs> no looking back now. A round of applause for Santh and his fellow horses. Centers, I'm sorry. Thank you. You hear some awkward claps. <laughs> <laughs> you see Fabian doing a slow clap. <laughs> Sister Gorel, one of our new friends here, with a exotic accent. Exotic? Yes, your accent. I don't know where it's from. I can't quite place it. It's from the faraway Elvenlands. The Everlands. Elvenlands. The Elvenlands. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a bona fide elf here. Look at the beauty, the splendor she emits. You see her blush a little. Clearly, a creature of the gods. We have been gifted with a presence, and thanks to her, we are no longer afflicted by this curse. A round of applause for Sister Grell over here. Oh yes, yes. Beautiful, beautiful. Who else? 
Murkub, many may say bad things about orcs, but they are steadfast, they are strong, and they are honourable folk. Murkub here alone has helped us in defeating the Thunderbolt and allowing us to have a glimpse into the plans of those dastardly anchorites. Round of applause, everyone. You see him do like the Arnie pose as he sort of points up. Look at that specimen. Flexes his muscles. Look at those muscles glistening in the moonlight. Beautiful. Beautiful. Thavian. Anthena, the most divine of creatures. Well, I wouldn't say I'm divine. The most. The person with the greatest heart I have ever met in my life. So unselfish and so kind. And never a bad gesture to towards her friends. A special place in my heart. And she has saved us countless times from sure death. To you, Fenna. You see Fabian looking a little sheepish. He raises his glasses. I did save you from that skeleton horse. I burst out into a hearty laugh. Well, let's not go into that. A skeleton horse. My dear Betsy. Always in our hearts. <laughs> I remember when you tried to ride me. Hmm. Oh, no, no, no. You've given me an idea, Santh. (laughs) We need some entertainment. We're not for riding. I do a little wager here. Twenty gold to the person that can stay on Santh the longest. That is not going to happen, my friend. Sure it is. (laughs) And I smack him on the bum. He lets out a hearty laugh. But he he does look at you for the corner of his eye like, this isn't going to happen. You'll have a few more ales in you and we'll be riding you all night. And all our other friends... The ones that are back in Thunderling, hopefully safe and sound. Morbus, Dazzling, Toblum, Halia. Oh, you took the words from my mouth. Yes, and all the good folk of Thunderling. William, I truly miss them, and I hope they're in good health. Soon we'll be reunited, and soon we'll be seeing them, and we'll celebrate with them as well. I just hope we get back in time to help good old Bernie. Yes, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's still cursed. Damn it! But we now have Sister Gorel. Yes. When does the moon... How, how long do we have? Well, tomorrow if... Tomorrow night. Tomorrow night. How far away from Fandling are we? At least three days. Damn it! <laughs> We're not going to make it. Well, I'm sure Halley will keep us safe. Him safe, sorry. Okay, okay. Okay. Anyway. And a special drink to our good friend, Don John, even though we only knew him a couple of days. Yes. Sadly, he perished. Yes. A special drink to him and to Murakub's friends up in the cave that also unfortunately died in the valiant battles aye to them to their health and that they are having a banquet of their own wherever they are and last but not least Thavian oh I get to go again well I didn't I skimmed over you I was upset at losing item of clothing I'll have another wager with you that you lose another one is that how it's going to be <laughs> Let's do it. You'll be running around in your bare bottom by the end of the night. I doubt it. It's your turn to lose. He pours and tops up your your mug. Well then, here we go. Nine. Four. <laughs> <laughs> I try with all my might to be as fast as I can and spill as little as I can. And just now at this point, I'm feeling rather merry and loose. So I just down that without thinking about it. Yeah, Faven's trying to keep up. And he just bursts out into laughter. These spits be all over you. I got you this time. You need to lose your trousers. <laughs> That's not how this works. I'll remove my cloak too. So? <laughs> I'm not sure I like this game. Uh, you say you want to play too, Fenna. No, no, I'm, I'm fine. Very good. The centaurs don't count that naked anyway. So, the carry on drinking, eating some more. Does everyone seem to be having a good time? Or is it just me and Fabian down in drinks? Ian Fabian is certainly the, the merrier. Falcon seems to be having a pretty good time as well. The rest are looking relaxed, tired and weary. They've got a few ales in them now. Okay. Starting to look a little sleepy. I'm going to say the, for you to add a inspiration for that little speech you've given. Nice. Okay, I want to go up to Santh. Hmm, Santh. Santh, I was thinking, how much for a ride? Just one ride. I just want to... Maybe do a lap round the mound here. You know, scout the area. You know, just a short ride. (laughs) That's not going to happen, my friend. Maybe another drink. (laughs) There isn't enough orc ale here. But why? Why Why are you so opposed to being ridden by the mighty shrew of shrew shrubberies? I'm no horse. 
You're a centaur. Yes, not a horse. I haven't said you're a horse. Only, it's not like you can only ride a horse. You can ride horses, you can ride and pigs. I've, ri- I've, I've, I've ridden pigs before. You can ride all sorts of creatures. Centaurs being one of them. Well, you'll have to wait. Perhaps you'll come across a centaur that will let you ride him. What about your friends here? <laughs> I, w- I would be very surprised. What other names? I, I, can, uh, I, I, I didn't even ask. Well, that one over there is Simeus, and she is Melio. Okay, okay, okay. Thank you, Xanth. Again, thank you for everything. And I tap his butt twice. That's as high as I reach. The ale is making you rather frisky. No, no, I'm just glad that all my friends are here with me, and we are all alive and kicking, and are able to enjoy this this merry evening. Anyway, I'm going to talk to your friend Celsius. Celsius. I'll be right back. Um, Celsius. Is that your name? Sirius. Sirius. Simius. 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 I was talking to Santhia, and he said that you are kind of more light-hearted than the rest of the centaurs from your clan. Is that true? I don't believe you would have said that. Oh. I'm rather serious. Perhaps he said it in jest. Oh. What are you going on about, Santh? No, don't f- f- forget it. Maybe I... Maybe, you know, maybe he was talking in centaur and I kind of got lost in translation. Anyway, I, I wanted to ask you a question. Go ahead. You see, I am shrew. I am shrew of shrew shrubberies, right? I'm the hero of Fandling. I'm Elkiroma's brother. Look at these chains. Look at these chains. You carry the mark of an evil one. What? that? Of the evil one? That is a pendant of Talos. Who's Talos? The very gods these orcs worshipped. Well, that's... I wear it in jest. You know, it's to... It's to mark that I have defeated the Thunderbore and all these stupid orcs with the lightning magic. I forget the name. The Anchorites. This is just a, a, a memorandum of my battles. I don't worship Talos. No, no. I worship nature. Like you guys. I worship... Oh, that's natural, and I'm here to protect the forests. Therefore, to protect the forests, I need to ride mighty steeds. And I'm telling you, I rode a skeletal steed once. Yes. And I rode Betsy. You know Betsy. You must know Betsy. She's a horse like you. I am Be- not a horse. Oh, sorry. But I, I, do, not, I do not know who, who is Betsy. Betsy is a fine steed that she will go down in history as... The mightiest steed to ever live. She distracted a dragon. Brave steed. Anyway, I kind of rode Betsy once. I've ridden an ox. Have you ridden an ox before? I've ridden an ox. Do you think I can ride an ox? Uh, I suppose you can kind of put your... I don't know. I haven't studied physiology of centaurs or horses, so I wouldn't know. I don't like where this is going, Shrew. No, 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 no. I'm, you're, going, you're going to love it, trust me. It's a proposition. Imagine being the first centaur to be ridden by Shrew. The mighty Shrew. You'll go down in history, no doubt. The mightiest centaur of all times. Sirius. Simius, the centaur. Ridden by Shrew in the eve where they defeated the great Korthok, the Thunderbore. And the eve where our home has been destroyed. Mm. And you would have me prance around like a pony not prance with you on my back gallop I'm not asking you to prance I'm asking you to gallop it's it's just to cement our courtship (laughs) (laughs) not a courtship what sort of writing are you talking about here no 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 I mean a bad choice of words cement our alliance through shrubberies and the centers coming together this is a tradition of my people what do you say just one lap round the mound to cement our alliance. You can ride Falcon's horse. It's not the same. Falcon is an centaur. Damn it. Are you sure? Absolutely positive. Okay, so what was her name? I can forget. My name is Melia. There's no way in this woods that you're going to be riding me. Don't, don't, don't. I don't, think you've don't, had too much ale. Don't jump to conclusions. Yet, all I'm saying, I don't, I don't, I don't have to steer you or anything. All I'm saying, I sit on your back. You walk down the mound, we go round it once, we cement our our friendship and we ride back up. That's all I'm saying. As you're saying this, you notice that 
Fabian has walked over to you, put his arm <laughs> around your shoulders. Come on, Ashu. What? Fabian. I believe you're going to put your foot in it, as they say. What? I just want to cement our friendship. It's a beautiful thing. I don't think they want to be ridden. No, it's not riding, Fabian. I would not want to upset these uh It's galloping, it's galloping. Fabian, I've seen it in my visions and I'm walking away with him. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen it in my dreams. I, the mighty shrew, up atop of, up top of centaur, magical, mystical beast. And there I am, in full glory, with my locks in the air. What, oh, what locks? Exactly. Perhaps it's not meant to be yet. Perhaps when I grow my locks. Hmm. That might be the problem. <laughs> You're kind of looking a bit like a fuzzy peach at the moment. Fuzzy <laughs> peach, yes, yes. Yes. Anyway, should we have more drinks? Oh, I think I could perhaps stomach one more. And then I think I need to rest. It's been a long few days. Mm. Yes, sleep does sound good. One more for your health, Fabian. One more. And you know, the loser loses his pants. <laughs> Let's do it. But first, let me tell you, I love you, Fabian. I love you too, little one. I couldn't do this without you. Nor <laughs> right I with you. To your health. To our health. Twelve. Eighteen. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Lose your pants. <laughs> okay, but I'm not wearing any underwear. <laughs> and I take my pants off. Oh, the carpet matches the drapes. Yes, well, right now I'm bald. So I go over to Sister Garel. Well, Gary. Garel. Um, she Carol. sort of averts her eyes away from from you. It's okay, it's okay. This is how I came to the world. No mean to be ashamed. This is only natural. Like the woods themselves. Like the mighty beasts, the centaurs. They hang loose. Do you see centaurs with pants? No one bats an eyelid at them. How would a centaur wear pants? Exactly. Would they wear it from the waist down or from the human waist or from the... I'm going to go ask Xanth. And you see Fabians wander off towards Xanth. I kind of glance back a second confused, saying like he just pulled me away from them. <laughs> Not to antagonize them anymore. Mm. And, there, and yet there he goes. <laughs> She's not trying to ride them. <laughs> no, but another possibly offensive question. Anyway, Gary. Gary. Uh, Gara, Gara. Uh, I, I forgot. I forgot what I was going to tell you. I would uh, feel more comfortable if what? you put some pants on. Pants on, pants on. Where my pants? Where are my pants? Actually, I look down like confused. Like as you look over your shoulder, you see that Fabian's talking with the centaurs and he's holding your pants and sort of holding them against <laughs> the, the front part of, of them and in the back. I look at that, but I kind of don't register that those are my pants. I'm just imagining his trying to try pants on for the centaurs. And I just put my hands on my waist, both hands on my waist, as I carry on talking to Sister Girl. Oh, yes, yes, I remember. Which boat did you come on? What was the name of your ship? It was the Orca. That's, that's the one. I found certain items in the Orca. Did they belong to you? Well, it uh, depends what items you found. Let me see. It was a, if I remember correctly, it was a book with spells inside. No, I have no, no need for spells. Okay, spell and books. The other thing was a potion of secrets or some other, something like that. No, no, no. Okay, I thought that maybe I could return your stuff to you, but I see that I was mistaken. Perhaps it belonged to some. Were you traveling alone or? No, no. There were others, but they were not as lucky as I. Mm, unfortunate. Anyway, I hope you enjoy your rest of your night. I'm going to. I'm going. I'm going, I'm going to go over there now and gonna look at the thing there. <laughs> <laughs> I just walk behind the one of those standing stones and start taking a little tinkle there. And after that, I walk up to Fena. Fena, Fena. True. What? <laughs> Put what? some pants on. Pants on. Everybody keeps saying, pants on. You have, you get it out of my face. What do you want me to get out of your face? I look down. Oh, oh, oh my. <laughs> what is this? Hanging loose. <laughs> Fabian, bring back his pants for the love of all that is good. Who did this to me? Those dastardly orcs, no doubt. 
They run away with my pants. True. I think everybody's seen enough. <laughs> the joke is getting old. What, what put, joke? Put your pants on. Give me this. I'm glad you fetched it. Anyway, Fena, do you think maybe you, you, are, you are rather persuasive? Do you think maybe you can convince one of these sandals to let me ride them? Please. I really need this one. I don't think it's a good idea, sure. Mm. Mm. I think mm. I think you need to take a good sleep. We've, we've drunk. We drank quite a bit, yeah. We've relaxed a little. Mm, yeah, yeah. But we are still deep in the Neverwinter Wood. What beautiful woods they are. Look at this. Look at the trees. They are beautiful. Beautiful, beautiful trees. And look at the sky. It's a beautiful sky. Look at, look at the moon. Look at the moon. It's almost full, Fena. Almost full. I, I can't look at the moon just yet. Beautiful moon. Just thinking of what could have been. Oh, no. Think of what it is. Think of what it is. That's a wise one once told me. Think of what it is. Who is this wise one? It was, it was someone that lived in, in, in like a shoe. Someone lived in a shoe, a big shoe. And it was a mystic. I've never told you about this story, have I? I don't think you have. No, no. It's a long time ago. Perhaps one day I'll tell you. Beautiful moon. I fall asleep standing up, pretty much. Like against her. Standing up against her, you know. Fabian. Like leaning on her. Fabian. Fabian. Uh, let's put True to bed. There should be enough of us here that he doesn't need to take a watch tonight. As Shrew is snoring in a deep sleep, he finds himself in the shadowy depths of the mere of dead men. Full moon hanging low amidst an eerie mist hugging the floor of the swamp. He emerges, our hero, true of true shrubberies. The moon's light playfully shining off his now shaven head making his fire red moustache blaze like the embers of a long forgotten fire. His piercing green eyes glowing with a mix of wisdom and sorrow for he had borne a curse that had threatened to consume his very soul. The night around him is heavy with the whispers of ancient spirits and the restless souls of the dead and the mere of dead men almost seem to dance around him casting flickering shadows on the murky waters of the mere. Shrew continues to wander in solitude, grappling with the recent memories of his struggles with lycanthropy, the enemies slain along the way, the miners he had lost in his battle with Zeline, and the threat of the curse of turning into a savage beast under the full moon. He had finally triumphed, of the malevolence that had once stirred within his veins. But the fear of it returning seems to still haunt him. A shrew wanders on. The ominous atmosphere slowly gives way to a soft, silvery light that filters through the twisted branches of these ancient trees. For within the heart of the mere, a glowing figure emerges, one that he recognizes as Cinemus, a wise dryad, a presence exuding an aura of tranquility, an ancient wisdom, a welcome sight to Shrew's tired and weary soul. She's a breathtaking embodiment of nature's beauty and grace, standing there in front of him at an impressive height of almost seven feet. While she has a slender frame, she emanates an air of strength and authority. Her presence would command respect from anyone who had set their eyes upon her. True sees her skin, a mesmerizing shade of pale green, evoking the image of fresh leaves in the first light of spring. Delicate veins in various shades of emerald tracing enchanting patterns across her arms and legs, almost mirroring the intricate network of a tree's branches, her hair a shimmering cascade of golden green, flowing like gentle tendrils of vine cascading down her back. Adorned with the occasional 
tiny blossom of bright-colored flowers, reflecting the ever-changing seasons of her realm. Yet true is drawn to her eyes, the most captivating feature of all, a deep, soulful hue of forest green, exuding wisdom and ancient druidic knowledge, for they hold the secrets of centuries-old trees and the echoes of nature's unending cycle. She stands there, with a gown which appears to be woven from leaves, moss and ivy, each thread pulsating with life, as if the very essence of the mere had given it its form. She also notices now these intricate tattoos that she bears in her arms, celebrating the harmony between her kind and the spirits of the mere. They glow softly revealing her magical powers, connecting her even more profoundly to the life of the natural world. Around her, Shu notices a subtle fragrance of wild flowers and earth, leaving him with a sense of calm and serenity as she's now standing directly in front of him. She breaks a tender smile, and her voice, like a gentle breeze, rustling through the leaves. True. My dear druid, I am proud of the strength you have shown to overcome the darkness that once threatened to engulf you. You have reclaimed control over your destiny and realigned your spirit with the natural order of the world. I know that it was a challenging journey, but with my guidance and with the spirit and strength of the natural world, you have found your way. She extends a hand inviting Shrew to join her as she starts a slow dance amongst glowing lights that seem to reflect the very essence of the moon itself. Together she and Shrew twirl gracefully, surrounded by the shimmering glow of the mirror of dead men. And in that moment, Shrew feels an overwhelming sense of unity with nature. You are destined for great things, Shrew, she whispers in Shrew's ear her eyes now sparkling like stars. Your dedication to restoring the natural order is a noble path, and I am honored to be your mentor. You will continue to protect and nurture the wild places, to heal the wounds inflicted upon nature, and to help others find balance within themselves, even in the darkest of times. As the moonlight weaves its enchanting web, Cinemas and Shrew find themselves drawn together by another worldly connection. Beneath the celestial glow of the moon they dance, their footsteps barely grazing the moss-covered ground. Their movements a harmonious blend of the mere's natural melodies and of halfling mirth. Twirling and spinning as if caught in an eternal waltz of nature's embrace. Cinemas's gown seems to sway with the wind's gentle caress. The shrew's nimble, halfling feet skip lightly. As the moon climbs higher, its luminescence wraps round the two figures, painting them with an ethereal sheen. A subtle, soft hum resonating through the forest, pulling them upwards into the sky, as a dance appears to defy gravity itself. Cinemas's emerald eyes shimmer with wonder, and Shrew's cheeks flush with exhilaration as they find themselves floating up towards the moon. In this surreal ascent, their bodies seem to meld with the essence of the night, the very fabric of their beings intertwined with the starlit tapestry of the heavens. The boundaries between their forms and the elements blur, becoming one with the cosmic dance of this universe. Higher they rise, drawing ever closer to the celestial bodies above. And with this passing moment, feathers begin to sprout on both Cinemas and Shrew, as wings form and unfurl, their bodies taking on the strength and grace of a noble creature, their shapes now transforming into those of majestic eagles, 
The two now as eagles soar with a newfound freedom over the Mere of Deadmen, the wings beating in perfect harmony, carrying them through the sea of shadows below. Their keen eyes now see the landscape with a newfound clarity, witnessing the timeless beauty that lays hidden within the mirror. Together they glide, loop and dive for the moonlight mist, painting streaks of luminescence in the night sky. Cinemas and Shrew embrace the wildness of the new avian forms, rejoicing in the union of earth and sky, of ancient spirits of nature, and Shrew's adventurous halfling heart. Time seems to stretch as they explore the vastness of the Mere of Deadmen, the haunting beauty of the Mere, taken on a different hue from this aerial perspective, no longer shrouded in darkness, but alive the dance of the moonlit ripples. In this eagle form they speak without words, for the souls communicate on a level far beyond any language. The journey no longer bound by earthly limitations, but carried on by the winds of dreams and the whispers of spirits. As the night wanes and the first light of dawn begins to color the horizon, Cinemas and Shrew feel the call of their true forms. With a sense of bittersweet longing, they descend back to the mere's floor. The wings melt back to their original bodies, and the memory of their shared flight remains etched in the hearts. The bond between Dryad and Halfling has deepened, transcending the realms of this dream and into reality. The dream that Shrew has found himself in begins to slowly fade. No, no, don't go just yet. I could be here forever. And Cinema smiles, with a tear running down her cheek. You have already overcome a great evil and banished the Thunderball back to his plane. But the danger that awaits you at Ice by a Peak will be the most perilous you have faced thus far. I fear that perhaps we are not ready. I disagree, Shrew. You are ready. But I must ask you one thing. You must remove that symbol of great evil from around your neck. She points to the symbol of Talos. Remove it and take this gift, this gift of flight, a union of earth and the heavens. It will aid and guide you on this quest. And you will awake now. I will, I will, I promise. With renewed power. And answer me one question. She's starting to fade before your eyes. Please, before you go. Will I ever ride a centaur? <laughs> Bless your halfling heart. You feel her lips embrace your forehead delicately as she in the mirror fades away and you find yourself awaking. Oh my god. I look down immediately at my chains and I rip the talus one up and throw in the remains of the fire. Wow, that was something else. I never felt so connected to cinemas before. And just sit there in awe and silence. And on that note, we're going to draw to a close tonight's episode. Ooh, can I fly now? You've just leveled up to level eight. Ooh, two levels. Two levels. Nice. Gift from cinemas. All right. I love cinemas. <laughs> I can fly. I can turn. I can wild shape into a creature with flight. That you can now. Mm, shortcut to the top of the mountain. <laughs> Here we go. For you, perhaps. <laughs> I'll carry them on my back. They'll ride on the back of Shrew Eagle. Well, normal-sized eagle can't really carry. Might get away with carrying Fenner. Perhaps not Fabian and Murkub. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Thoughts are going through your head. Well, yeah, I hope you've enjoyed today's episode. little break from the last few... Uh, been all fights all fights all serious yeah so this one was a bit more lighthearted, more role play i personally have enjoyed it i hope you guys have too if you'd like to listen to more of a reflection on this episode don't forget to visit www.i2td.com we've got links to all our good stuff there including one to our buy me a coffee page where you can subscribe become a member on one of our tiers where we've got bonus reflection episodes where we go over our thoughts and feelings and our views on the episode that's just transpired. Those are aired on Wednesdays, 10 p.m. And if you can't subscribe, we've got some goodies on there too. You can buy us a potion, 
And you can also buy one-off items that will appear in the campaign as your opportunity to be a part of the adventure and share in the stories we tell. Yeah, similar to the item that we were generously given by Neil, the scroll of Revivify. Thank you again very much for that. If donating or subscribing isn't your jam, you can still help us, fear not. You can like our stuff in your podcast player of choice or YouTube, share, write reviews, anything you do like that will help us get our podcast out there to more people and will help us continue to do what we love doing. So thank you very much for that too. Always remember to join a Discord too if you want to hang out and chat around. Yeah. Which now leads us to Twitter Twitter, where you tweet and we Twitter. <laughs> I love that name. Today, we have a. We didn't post a question this time or anything, but during one of our chats in Discord, Neil asked us. Yeah, he asked us about our theme music. He said the theme music for the Into the Dungeon is cool. An okay emoji. And he asked, where's it from? Did we compose it ourselves? Or did we play it ourselves? He likes the way it goes all mystical at the end. Ooh. Yeah, I like it too. Yeah, yeah, you should. Because <laughs> <laughs> you wrote it. So <laughs> do you want to expand on that though? So yeah, as Alan's just said, it's a piece that we've composed, performed and arranged ourselves. It indeed is a an original piece. And the second part of the the track itself was something I had sort of in the in a catalogue of licks and riffs that I've written over the years. Got a little bit of a story to it. And as this is Twitter Twatter, I'm gonna twat on a bit. <laughs> and basically, a long, long time ago, Alan and I used to have a YouTube channel along with Bardock and and a few other friends. And long story short, we lost said channel and we began a new project. And the the theme music to to that channel, which by the way was called Miners of the Nexus. Still on YouTube, you can go check it out. It was recovered a couple of years later. But that piece, if I'm not mistaken, you composed it, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. The, was, the intro song to to those episodes, yeah. Yeah, and that was quite medievally. So when we started looking at doing a new project, I'd come up with that second part of, of what's now the Into the Dungeon theme song. But it sort of just left it there because that, that project never really took off. And when we started doing Into the Dungeon, I thought, ah, this could work, it sounds medievally. But it sounded a bit a bit slow. or It didn't exude the energy that I would have wanted for, for the podcast. And I remember walking my dog and sending Al a voice clip because this riff just instantly came to my head as, as I was walking my, my dog Elvis. And, you know, that, that opening just popped in. And at the beginning I thought, oh, I don't know if this is going to work. It sounds a bit piratey to me. <laughs> and I wish that I had it here because I actually checked my phone yesterday when Al and I were discussing the Twitter Twitter for, for today's episode. But for some reason, WhatsApp doesn't play it. If I can recover it, we'll play it now so you can laugh at my horrific humming. But yeah, uh, long story short, that's how it came to, to be. Half of it was written a long time ago. The other half just came in a moment of inspiration. And to answer the second part of your question, yeah, we performed that as well. I recorded the guitar on GarageBand, the real guitar, sent it over to, to Big Al, he laid down the bass groove, and then back in GarageBand, I used the built-in synth to add, you know, those swirling effects in the background, and some violins. I don't know how to play the violin, sadly, so I had to use the, the software on GarageBand. Very handy, you just play the notes on a make-believe keyboard, it sounds all awesome. At one point, we were going to record it live as well, I believe. Or live, we were going to record ourselves playing the intro. Yeah, we can do that, actually, for Buy Me A Coffee. Yeah, if you want to see that, let us know. Do we have to do it in cosplay, though? Well, <laughs> I think Valerie would like that. Perhaps we owe it to her. Thank you, Neil, again for the question. If anyone has any more questions or challenges, remember, we take challenges. But keep them, keep them safe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um... Well, shout us out in any of the places you can find us. Discord, Twitter, YouTube, wherever, wherever you can Ooh, find us. We're on threads now as well. Threads. <laughs> Anywhere you can find us. So, yeah, looking forward to that. Which now leads us over to the end of the episode club, the last one standing. We now have in Discord a little channel for those that qualify as the last ones standing, the ones that have the role 
they can see the chat and we are from now on keeping a record of the winner so that in prosperity uh, we can remember thanks to Ten Losol, I think his username is in Discord. Yeah, that's, I don't know that's how you pronounce it, but yeah. Ten Losol, Ten Losol. Anyway, Anthony. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he, he gave us a suggestion, so we've done it. And yeah, it's a place to honor the Guillo Masferrada. Yeah, that's right. Get an accolade of prestige on the channel. Yeah, so every week we'll decide who's the winner and post it there. So what's today's password, Al? Today's password is low-hanging fruit. You care to explain that one? Not really, no. <laughs> it's pretty self-explanatory. And if you don't get it, well, better. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, just drop that in one of your comments. In Twitter, Discord, YouTube, threads, wherever you find us, drop it there. We'll read them all and see which one we like best. And then we'll post it there on Discord for eternity. That we will. For bragging rights. So yeah, thank you again for tuning in tonight. We really hope you enjoyed the episode. We hope to see you next week as we delve into, into the, the dungeon. dungeon. Yes, my my welcome. <laughs> <laughs> depicting three stick, depicting three sticker fig. Are you so sure. Sorry. Friendship indeed, and after tonight, it'll be even greater. Come on, and I put my hand around his shoulder, but I I don't think I quite reach around his shoulder. You can reach around his waist. Put my hand around his waist and I lead him to the fire. And I push him in. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding.